0: It's time to eat, drink, and be merry with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio's Eat, Drink, and Be Merry show. We like to eat, drink, and be merry. And today we're going to go to Seattle. We're going to talk about an amazing experience that you can have at Starbucks. This is beyond your typical Starbucks shop, right? And of course, you know, it's the first Saturday. So, you know, Diva Linda, Linda Kasam, the food, wine and shopping diva is back on the show. She's here every first Saturday and she always has something delicious or something extraordinary to share with us. And today, again, it is about Starbucks. I couldn't believe this, but welcome to the
1: show. Welcome back. I should say, Diva Linda, how are you? I'm good. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to share this uh, Seattle find, this this super cool thing to do when you're here. It's uh or you could go to six other places, but they're all like Shanghai and Milan and so forth. So um, you know, uh, give it a shot. This is a wonderful, wonderful place to uh, go, especially especially if you love coffee. Yeah, this is interesting to me because I know
0: Seattle, like that, was where the whole coffee scene started with Starbucks, and then was it Pike's Market Place um, that that Pike it started?
1: Place. Pike yeah, Place, yeah, <laughs> their first one, yeah.
0: Okay, and then sure. it's all across the country, right? Oh. And they and they the end world. up in the news for all kinds of things. But this is what I think is interesting. You so you went to a roastery, which I didn't know you could do. Number two, you had an experience, and I'm finding this interesting because I think a lot of brands, you know, they they do something really cool, then they expand, and then it becomes franchise, and it becomes this thing across the country, and then everybody's got that uniform. Here's what you get, which is what people want. And that's why it's a franchise kind of thing. But then I think even hotel brands are starting to realize we need to do a little bit different, you know. So your story on this and everyone, uh, Linda's articles on BlendRadioAndTV.com, links, everything's linked in the show notes, no matter where you're listening or watching. And this to me is one of those experiences that show us that brands can branch out from the brand but still be the brand,
1: right? Right, right. This is just like um, a step above normal. So everybody has been to a Starbucks coffee place and they, just like you said, you know the routine. You know that when you walk in, where you're going to order, what you'll be able to order, it's just like no surprise. I didn't understand that uh, they have a creative place to go that then feeds down to the normal places that everybody goes to. So this roastery, and again, there's only six in the world, if you can believe it, uh, I, I'm sure they'll add more, but I, it's a much more extensive version of it stel- itself. And this is where what they called uh, the, and by the, the staff that was there when I was talking to them, they they said, well, what happens is is they have geniuses at corporate at corporate starbucks who want to try this this and that and come up with a b and c but they have to have a place to try it out before they send it off to every starbucks okay so they might try they might think of 20 things corporate says you can do 10 of those that goes down to the roasteries the roasteries try them and they're really grand and glorious who knew that you could get a coffee float from Starbucks you can and that was part Ooh. of my t- I, I went there for a tasting experience and who knew you can get Starbucks float but only only at a roastery can you do that okay. I mean I, I just can't see I don't think they figured out quite how they're going to get it down to the regular Starbucks because they would have to have ice cream freezers users and all sorts of stuff but it's a fun little thing and here and so, when you go to Starbucks, we all know how to get a cup of coffee or an espresso or whatever. And then you take it to your car or you sit in there, sit in the little shop. These roasteries are huge. They're like seven times, ta- 10 times the size wow. of a regular Starbucks. And um, they serve full different things. They're really big into what they call single origin coffees. And that would be. Uh, so it's just like wine. So they found a specific coffee place grower that they love. And they use this to make what they call a single blend coffee. So uh, it's from a specific source. And they're not adding anything in it to brighten it up, to hype it up, to bring it up or down. It's just like wine. It's a good idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, and not all the Starbucks will get single uh, uh roasted coffees like we had uh, our little gift to take it's almost home like from. a state it's almost like an estate coffee it is just like an estate coffee and uh it's we took home an ethiopian oh uh, single blue nice. coffee which is very interesting after our three um things and who knew I and mean, when i did this tasting that there were uh food and coffee pairings so as we all know when you go to a regular starbucks there's bakery items right Right, pastries—they're big deal. You're not going to get a pizza there. You're not going to get a loaf of bread. There's pizzas. Oh, let me look. Show people that pizza. The pizzas look so good. Oh, they are everything. Of course, everything Starbucks does, I think, is really good. And now I understand how it goes through this process and how they figure out what they can and can't do at the regular Starbucks. I'll be interested to see if the uh, the Starbucks float floats ever get to the. The regular ones, I know they try I want wine. that I want that do you, remember, do you remember they put wine in some of the Starbucks? Wine is a featured item in uh the groceries. You can get wine, ooh, yeah, you can, and uh I think it's a staple, but it didn't work real well at the Starbucks regular Starbucks because. They had to have people over a staff over 21 there. So this is, yeah, this
0: is like a specialty experience. Like you get your brand hotels and then there's the brand hotel deluxe with all the other trimmings. Right. So this is like the
1: this is like the cruise ship of starbucks it really is i mean you can go there and you can sit down and and what they're really wanting you to do is to interact with their staff so generally when you go to a starbucks they're too damn busy to interact with you you go to the you go to the roasteries and uh they are amazingly busy i i mean it i mean it was like going to a shopping mall during christmas i mean it was and this just a normal day um and Seattle culture is very interesting because people don't uh, want they don't like you uh, driving your cars around anymore they really want you to do um, alternative thinking so with that they put this rastery in with no parking in a place called Capitol Hill oh yeah very busy very swanky and um, so if you go you're going to have to find alternative parking. Better take an Uber in there and uh, or a bus. They have a good bus line there, too, as Did well. Did you row your boat in? <laughs> I should have. I would have liked that. Docked my boat there and just got off. So Yeah, uh, really. Breakfast is taken care of. About. Yeah, I, I'm telling you that the place was jam-packed. And, it, and once again, back to the tasting experience, they really want you to talk with somebody about what you're purchasing and why you're purchasing it. They now have uh one of the other things that we had is a shaken coffee drink, and um they call it a shakeru uh bianco and uh so they put the the coffee uh contents in a in a really a cocktail shaker and they shake it and shake it and shake it until they get it to where it's supposed to go and then uh you drink it it's it's quite amazing. But Once again, you can't get that experience at a Starbucks that I know of. It looked like flair bartending to me. Yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> because a little just, bit of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, as I understand it, uh, quite a few of the uh, Seattle area staff for all the Starbucks go through the big roastery. Uh huh. And I think they think if you can make it there, which I mean, you're on 24 hours, uh, not 24, uh, 12 hours a day, you are just, I mean, they're just constant people wanting stuff all the time. And uh, there's, as I said, there's several places to talk just about coffee, to buy just coffee, but then you can get pizzas and um, bread. Whoever thought they were bread makers, for God's sake, would you think they make bread and you take that home too? And uh, I guess they're probably using the same oven that they use the pizza for, for the bread. And and then there's this amazing the actual roastery what which is what this is all about. So all the single origin coffees go to the to the um, other Starbucks, the normal Starbucks are roasted at the roasteries. So um, it has oh, this wow. new this pneumatic sort of fancy show off kind of roastery of how the coffee gets from one place to the other, and you can take tours. If you want the tasting classes, I I think they were rather expensive, uh, but um, they're small classes. They're about six to eight people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you buy the you buy it online, and uh, mine was sixty five dollars a piece. So uh, I thought that was a bit a bit much, there especially was- when you're helping them with their product That's focus group. Right. You are helping them with to figure out if this product is going to work. Yeah, enough. you're a focus group are that's a very good way to put it. They, they should pay their, for your Uber. I really And they um and the staff is so well trained. Oh, oh that's God. you know, no. I think it is
0: it is about it being a very unique and specialized experience. I think maybe that's why the price because I think that's what you know, sometimes you get to that point in business, like wine. People are like, yeah. Why is this bottle like fifty bucks when around the corner I can go to a different winery and get it for fifteen? Well, there's a. It's not the same wine, number one, and there's a reason why. I think I think it's about it being this elevated. You you know one in six roasteries in the world. So if they start adding a gazillion roasteries and charging the same, then you lose that quality. So I think it's about it being special.
1: Well, I would pay it again. Uh, they have class. Oh wow! So you, every, so it was worth it. Oh gosh! Oh yeah! I was just surprised at the price yeah but but and i live in seattle six months a year well sort of in seattle i have a boat board here um and seattle in general is much more expensive than the other place i live which is phoenix arizona so mm-hmm. prices of everything are a little bit more but i'm yeah i mean you're true. paying you're paying for the experience well-trained um fun people doing your minimum wage is at the top <laughs> In Seattle, just like California and New York. That's you are yep. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. So these people are just uh crazy amazing. And uh I don't know, I had a I had a great time and I learned a lot and uh I, as I say in my article, I forgot to tell my husband who came with me to um whatever you do, don't drink up the whole drink. Just just like wine. It's a tasty. They're gonna give you a cup. But don't do it. I mean, they're in fancy glasses. What do you mean stuff. just like wine, Linda? Come on. Yeah. Well, well because if you drink <laughs> a lot of wine during the tasting, you're going to be on the You port. lose your if tasting. You a lot of yeah. coffee, if you drink it all down, you're going to be lit up like a firecracker. And he kept saying, I feel so good. I feel so good. And then he said, I feel, you know, nervous, nervous. And I said, Uh-oh. Well, so I'm now he wants to start working on the boat? <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's just get out Which. I think that's where the solar panel, which I haven't discussed with you, idea came. So we now have solar panels. Oh, he got lit not up Truly. the boat. Really? <laughs> Who knew? Who knew you could even put them on a boat? But yes, we have. Them. But back to the... Back oh, to that's later. cool. Yeah. So anyway, um, I you, know, you can buy souvenirs there, pastries. All the coffees you love are there, but there are a whole lot more that you... Espresso drinks that you can buy that are not... Uh, in the regular Starbucks. It's, do they do anything with chocolate and coffee put together? I didn't see any items to buy that had espresso and chocolate, which I thought they probably would have, but um, I think they should. And maybe on another coffee tasting, that would be included. Mm-hmm. As I said, these things change uh, almost monthly. I, and, I, and I'm and i guessing it's because they're pushing new product out to see how well it does mm-hmm. and after they have us come in if they have if they do these tastings there are two or three that you can choose from a day seven days a week oh wow okay so they're doing quite a bit but but i but the chocolate thing that's just me because suddenly
0: i just had a craving for it there's all this they <laughs> are talking about coffee floats and everything and i'm sending like
1: i don't know i want like a coffee milkshake with chocolate dark chocolate Bye. I think coffee goes really, really well. I I was sort of hoping for a chocolate croissant with the oh. coffee tastings. That would have been so Dude,
0: good. I, I I I'm a sucker for a croissant. A really good croissant, nice crispy on the outside, melted, just warmer, buttery, yummy. Oh oh yeah. You, you but you and I have this the amazing taste of food, pickles, yeah, yeah. all of it. But yep. that's so funny about you and coffee, because I, I think we've always talked with you about tea,
1: but the coffee thing is a thing for you too, huh? So I used to write a coffee and tea newsletter when I was uh, much, I, mean, I think when I was in my thirties, maybe forties, I can't remember it, but it for about two, three years. So I learned about coffee cupping and coffees and coffee events and all sorts of things. And then my interest turned more towards wine, as you know. Well done, uh, but but you go to Seattle and what do you do? There's coffee everywhere. It's quite exciting. I, you know, they have these little um, tiny coffee drive-throughs. So oh, you I love get, them. You can have coffee. You can't go in because they're really tiny little huts, and they're all painted differently. And you can just, um, you know, taste different ways. To make coffee. Companies make coffee. There's even one that serves it in bikinis. See, so the but this, this is. I
0: think what's so great about this, like Seattle and, you know, the Pacific Northwest during the winter, here comes that gloomy kind of look. But what I found is the Pacific Northwest, some people just embrace it and live with it that way. And then some people embrace it with, we're going to paint everything bright colors. We don't care. Like the house is going to be orange or bright yellow or bright blue, (laughs) especially by the coast. We're going to get with it. And then you go, you know what I mean? And then the coffee. Yeah, because otherwise you could just go, it's a dreary day, I'm going back to bed. I mean that it can happen <laughs> there. But and I think the coffee and the wine make sense together. You it's a good balancer, right? It's like have your coffee in the morning, tea in the afternoon, then here comes the wine at night.
1: It's a it's a perfect blend, right? That's perfect the day. Blend. Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree a hundred percent. Yeah. I was I'm wondering if you can get you can get tea at Starbucks. Yeah, you know what funny. I really like is where you could go to tea
0: places and you can get like whole leaf tea and like they have things like little different fruits and different like you can pick the kind of leaves and they you have the
1: yep.
0: I like herbal blends. I'm really into that a lot and green
1: teas because they're good for us. Got to clean out the wine. Well, I am going to, to go to an afternoon tea at the Empress Hotel in Victoria in about Ooh. a week. So we'll be talking about that and we'll be back on like you know obsession for tea. And there are a couple other things in Victoria that I want to see that are coffee, tea, cheese and wine related.
0: Oh, so with you being on the boat now, right? I know that you go to Canada and everything. You're going to be obviously doing that. I, I mean, is, is it like going through on an airport, like in customs and stuff, or is it easy to go through? I mean, obviously you can't have a boat DUI. You're not allowed to have a DUI to get into Canada. Do not, do not have a DUI and try and go into Canada. Like, I just want to tell everyone to know that. I, I don't have a DUI. I do not have a DUI, nor will I ever get one. I'm touching all wood. I just choose not to
1: live that lifestyle of that way. Yeah, every boat. I love my wife, but I don't do that. Every every boat has a special number assigned to it. And when you come into Canada, all boats are required to go through customs. And so they check your number to see they if check you your wine stash. Check it. well, they want yes. As a matter of fact, they ask you how much uh how much liquor and or wine do you have aboard? You're only allowed Uh-oh. to have X amount because they apparently somebody at some point came in and was Bringing wine in under the undercover and then selling it, you know, without the proper the proper custom tags. So they ask you that. They ask you about firearms. They can tell by your the number on your boat if you've been pulled over by the uh, Coast Guard and all that kind of stuff or whatever they call wow. the Coast Guard. So, um, you know, during COVID, we went there uh, on our way to Alaska, and they even checked masks. Let me see, what are your masks aboard? Are you wearing them? And then uh, we had to check in, if you can believe in this. It was a 12-day trip from Seattle to Alaska. And Canadian Customs made us call in every single day to tell them where we were and what we were doing. Yeah, no getting off the boat. You're not allowed to get off the boat unless you're getting fuel. And only one person can do that. You can't have, you just can't get off. If you want supplies, you have to call. And they bring it to your boat. So, uh, what happens yeah, if you need yeah. a wine run? This is not good, uh, you, Linda. Well, you can get the wine run uh, if you call that place and have them deliver it to your uh, boat. So, well, that's kind of cool in a way. Well, <laughs> it is. Uh, yeah. So, anyway, that's all over now. But anyway, boat to, dash. It's, it's boat bo- bo- dash. You know what's fun is I think what's fun too is visiting this, getting back to Starbucks, is visiting the different Starbucks. In different countries so oh I've been all okay in the world and i've been to all to as many as i can do and they all have that same feeling mm-hmm. and they all have the same pastries pretty much there's some i as i understand it they can do some deviation uh if they uh really want to but mostly it's uh controlled by starbucks which is what you said if you buy a franchise you're gonna have mm-hmm. to and if it's a uh, company-owned one it's really strict but you know it's just like uh, a bit of home you go in and you know what you're going to get and um uh so i enjoy doing that and of course i like also going to uh in other countries uh, to other coffee shops to see uh you the know the difference. How they are doing. i
0: think saying, there's something about sometimes you want home because if you're traveling a lot you want that like honestly if i don't have good guacamole I, my biggest fear is to not have avocados That's my biggest fear is travel is not having avocados and I can't help it, but it is, it is who I am. And if they don't have wine and and that's something I've learned, oh my God, I should write a a wine report about where you can buy wine. Do you know in Kansas city where we are, you can't buy wine in a grocery store. You can buy beer. Do you have to go to a liquor store for the wine? And then if you want liquor, it's behind the counter. It's like a whole different, you know, thing. Yep
1: yep yeah actually seattle went through that or washington state when yeah yeah that's week, right oh you
0: have the liquor tax oh, yes your oh. liquor tax. Oh. Oh.
1: oh so you don't so we don't want to buy a wow. lot of liquor and um and wine mm-hmm. here because the tax. it's more expensive the taxes they call it a sin tax yeah i know i know i know but wow. at least you can at least you can get whatever you want in the markets now. Before you had to go to a state-run store, you know, the hours were never those that uh, the working people could go to. I don't know how they survived. Uh, That's probably why they gave up, they being the the, the uh, government. I don't Seattle. think the
0: government should ever run liquor or wine. I agree. I
1: wine. agree. It shouldn't.
0: And it shouldn't run casinos. It shouldn't do anything fun yep. because it's not yep. fun. Yep. I'm just saying. That's my own personal yep. opinion. But I, I prefer... Your Seattle experience with Starbucks, that was kind of eye-opening to me because, you know, we don't really do much on franchises and stuff like that. But if you look at it realistically, a franchise owner is a small business owner, and it's a way franchise companies is part of the small business sector of America that we should, or around the world, like, you know, you're saying Starbucks around the world, that we shouldn't just go, oh, Starbucks is a big, you know, national, international name brand. Franchise companies, I think it, it's a way for small business people to become entrepreneurs, have some guidance, have some formula. But I do see those, these brands do something a little different. They'll have, here's what we're supposed to do and need to do to keep the brand. But now we're going to do some kind of twist for where we are. I see it like the Marriott Hotels have really started to do that. Their decor has changed a bit, so you feel like you're in the area. I see this nice balance coming in, which I think is important. And I do believe we've got to give, you know, when we think about these big companies and corporations, franchise companies are a very viable small business. And when we think mom and pop stores, a lot of them start off in franchises.
1: I think there are some people who have very specific ideas about what they want their um, company to be. Small business, meaning, you know, they they want to open a specific type of place that they've always had in their head. And there's others that say, I want to be an entrepreneur, but I have no idea what I'm doing, actually. And so so a Starbucks or a Wendy's or, a you know, a yeah. McDonald's gives them the structure that they need to first start out. And then afterwards, if they love it, of course, they can continue buying franchises wherever they like. The first one's hard to get because uh, the company that is giving out the, the franchises are very, very strict and really yep. concerned about whether you can make it even a year. And uh, But you have more of a chance, if I think, if you have a brand name. But then once you do well, you can get more or you can start. You might have a different idea of what else you want to do. And uh, now that you've done all the paperwork and you've done all the invoicing and all the all the stuff you have to do to own a franchise. If you Mm -hmm. can survive that, you can do your own business. You really can. I agree. I really agree. I think we need wine franchises, you know, because if you think
0: about what Starbucks did for coffee, how many people were just drinking that typical swill? Like, you know, here's the, the, you know what I mean? Here's the, the stuff that didn't go through anything. And when you start to start to learn about coffee, then you start learning about Oh, we don't want or you know, stuff sprayed. We don't we want it to be fair trade. We want this and that. We we start to understand. And when something goes national and global like this, it lifts our awareness of things that we didn't know about. So I think we need it for wine. I'm just saying no, they do have some. Oh, there's a painting and wine bars. I was gonna That's say cool.
1: they, Yeah, they've combined that and that tends to work. Uh, there are franchises where uh, like Bev Bev and More, Bev's and Moore, Bevmore, Mo. Bev Bev something like that. Um, where they really walk you through it. they don't you don't need anybody. The shelf talkers that they have will tell you exactly what you're buying on every single wine, the notes, why mm-hmm. they chose it as a good bargain or why or whatever. There's four different levels. There's the $100 bottles, $50 bottles, the $25 bottles, and that, you know, the $4.99. $4. <laughs> yeah, really, I, I, I was really amazed when I went into uh, one right here next to the boat. And you could spend all day just reading their shelf talkers about wine, you know, why is, you know, what does this wine offer? What does that wine offer? I mean, it's just uh. hours of stuff. And, or you can just ask the clerk and say, I want a medium body or low. I want to taste first. That's what I would yeah. do. Oh, yeah. You know, they don't do as much tasting in these places as they used to. Um, something must have happened. I don't know. Maybe the well, some of that. the independent liquor
0: stores. So like in um, Florida, they have the ABC liquors. Now, ABC is also a liquor store, like a state run in, in North Carolina. Pennsylvania, I think, has one, too. Um but so I went in, I was like, oh, is this like how all states call it? And they're like, no, we're actually Florida's oldest run family liquor store. Now we're everywhere. So I was like, oh, I'm glad I'm supporting you versus a government. Sorry, no offense to government, but I'm just saying, um, you know, I like things to go to a family. And so I started learning about that. And so some of these like Texas has the same thing. They also have liquor stores uh, versus grocery store. You can get beer and wine in a liquor uh, grocery store, but you can't get it and some places are dry everything's a little different in the south right but um the one in lubbock texas i went in there they had local tastings um some of these really florida does it i think pennsylvania they had local like tequilas local like not local tequila but you know what i mean local and and they're like do you want a tasting and i'm sitting there going uh no because i don't get in my car after that (laughs) but it looks like fun you know but I just kind of was in shock and I wish I had done it because I got in the car and I was like, you could have just had a tiny sip and left. You didn't need to, you know what I mean? But I just kind of, my, you know how we gave that immediate no, which is really wrong. But I think that's kind of cool. Like in a way, there's this interesting balance. We want everything in a grocery store for convenience. But then the liquor stores, which is a family-based business, they lose out. And I like that they do these tastings the smaller, you know, so it's kind of this, it's an interesting conversation, Diva Linda, who knew we'd go into these little depths. So power to the small business. That's what I say. And, you know, where, where big brands can, this is a good balance. Let's put it that way.
1: That's cool. Cool. If you open your own place or have a franchise, you won't be going on vacation for several years. Just, yeah. Well, (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah,
0: Yeah. I I don't think you'll see Nancy and I doing any kind of, things like this i think we like to go and taste across the country more than anything but always good to chat with you diva linda we can't wait for next time and to hear how the victorian tea went or the tea in victoria went, i should say but it sounds victorian to me la-di-da sparkling shoes
1: you're going to get new shoes for the tea experience i have a new tea outfit and and a tea necklace which i'm going to oh, be really you i do i have a new tea necklace it is quite spectacular. So. I'll wear it when we interview about um uh, yeah. about going there. Awesome. Well listen,
0: everyone, you can keep up with diva linda at all in good Uh it's PNWtourist.com, right? For for your Pacific Northwest Adventures? Uh, yes. And everybody, this will all be in the notes of the show notes. And of course, her article is up on Blend Radio and tv.com and she is here, the diva linda, Kassam is here every first Saturday. You can keep up with us at bigblendradio.com for that. Thank you so much, Diva Linda. Welcome. Thank you.